Hi everyone, welcome back to Concept Cafe. I'm Sam, I'm a storyboarder and concept artist. And we also have Alex here, who's a writer and visual effects artist. Say hi, Alex. Hi, how's it going? And we're here to talk about Onward by Pixar. Onward is directed by Dan Scanlon. He is a pretty awesome dude, if you ask me. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, he, he's he's definitely he's definitely pretty interesting, like given what I've looked into about and like the behind the scenes, like learning more about him has definitely made me more interested in him. Yeah, yeah, I think he has a really cool background as well. He started as a storyboard artist, and um, I think he was working in Pixar since two thousand one or something, and then now he he's moved from director of Monsters University to director of Onward. Um, I think it's really cool that Pixar gave him the opportunity to create his own story. Because I think he said in uh, Inside Pixar on Disney Plus, he said that with Monsters University, it was great to direct that story, but it wasn't personal. So that was another driving factor for Onward, which was really cool. Yeah, the personal aspect of films really do make it a lot better, in my opinion. Yeah, I think that's like the biggest thing that we'll be talking about today. Um, it's just it just made the story way more true and relatable and appealing. I think um, because oh, it sure. felt like it was rooted in reality and it felt like it was his story. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it helped that this story was a lot was very personal to other people working on the film as well. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, that's like for example the composers. Uh, we'll, we'll pretty get into what why it was so personal later on, but like for the uh, composers, it was a similar story in their life to what was happening on screen, which also made yeah. it quite personal. Yeah. And I know, like, the artists were told to bring whatever inspires them to the table, and that would be the motivator for the story as well. So a lot of people were feeling very passionate about this story, and I think that really comes across in the film and also shows how um, the influence of the director can influence everybody else as well, which I think is really cool. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was nice to see the, um, the amount of, like, kind of love that went into it like uh, like seeing this behind the scenes of pixar like i hope most studios kind of do it because it did really feel like they were like a goofball family working on a film <laughs> yeah yeah well i mean like with pixar like you would know like um they have a lot of stories like this so it's interesting to see a new way of showing a story about grief and loss because of course there's like up inside out um, those kind of and yeah. most recently soul um, then they're not they don't shy away from stories about death yeah for, for yeah. Uh, films that are generally based towards kids yeah and I think it's really cool to be showing kids this side of life in a in a way that they can understand and also appreciate in a new way and also be aware of but it's not in a scary confronting way it's a very like appealing magical way that's all fun and comedic <laughs> but also has like all the tones underneath of life and um yeah i think that's really cool 
Yeah, I, t- I totally agree. I totally agree. A lot of thought went into it. Yeah. Um, what, what, what stood what, out to you the most about the film? Like, uh, like from the production side of things? Um, well, mainly story. And I know story was a huge focus for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with story, like, I-, I connected with it on another level, just based on Dan losing his dad and that being the main focus for the film. Um, and then through losing my dad, it, it made a instant connection. So it's interesting. Like, it will be interesting to hear your view on it because I feel like I'm quite biased with my view um so it's hard to look on the outside of that because it hit real for me mm-hmm. uh and it felt very true all the feelings uh, along the story journey and i think dan and his team were very specific on the mood of the characters attitudes what they were doing and thinking throughout the story i think was very accurate in a grief story um and the way that they showed it in a different way made it different to any films that have come before it, I think. Mm. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like what kind of sold me on the emotional side of the narrative was 100% the ending. Um, yeah. And, and how they showed it. Because there's a, there's a ton of ways they could have taken it which could have ruined the whole, the whole story, like, of the brothers yeah. and how, like, the older brother is a is his father figure and he never really truly like needed to see his father it would have been like a nice thing to happen and i think um mm. the way they showed it really kind of like was a good tie-in for the rest of the story and it, it's good how it relates to the director uh dan just in general because like his brother was like a dad to him mm. um because i think if they if they had the main character i am lacking on his name the one voiced by tom holland ian ian yeah. uh if, if they did have him talk to his father i feel like you would have lost a lot of uh of the emotional impact yeah it was really interesting because um from my perspective that's what i wanted to see and then when it didn't go that way and barley was shown like ian sacrificed his moment for barley to have his moment with the dad that was such a better ending like um it's the ending you didn't know you wanted and it was way more satisfactory and made a more powerful story to finish mm. on i think another powerful beat before that was um when ian was going through his checklist that he wanted to do with his dad and then he was thinking of barley and checking off everything that he wanted to do and realizing that he always had that mm. um because this film was also like a thank you message to his own brother, like Dan's mm. brother. Uh, so I think that's a really powerful way. Dan put it as well um, uh, that it was the motivator for the film. Because if they were working on this for five years, like normal animations, uh, it's not enough to just have the story and the passion for filmmaking. It's if you're making it for somebody, it acts as a, a new motivator and a stronger motivator. Yeah, and like like you're saying, because this is about his own relationship with his brother and they're losing their, their dad. Uh, as I said earlier, the composers have the exact same thing. They're two brothers, the composers. Um, yeah. Uh, the Dana brothers. And they lost their dad 
yes, slightly like a lot later than Dan did, but like mm. they have the same kind of emotional tie-ins with the main characters as well. And I think like everyone's own, like uh, every, anyone can take take something from their real life from this film. And I think the relatability of it is really what makes it special. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, a lot of people will take that away. And even if you haven't lost a parent um, in a lost situation, you'll still relate. Uh, and it's just, you just come away thinking like, oh, wow, that was really cool. <laughs> um, and it's it's emotional as well to see so many stories like that coming out of Pixar and big studios because it's showing that those stories are... Um, becoming more and more normal um, and then we'll be working on them soon too uh, and just being more real fingers crossed I think is really cool <laughs> fingers crossed yeah. yeah just go say hi to Dan like, hi <laughs> concept cafe hello we're the, we're the famous concept cafe would you, would you like <laughs> we a reviewed seat? you <laughs> um, yeah what, what's, what's specific about the production did you did you find interesting I think just from the art side and story side as well, I, oh my God, speak, specifically found that interesting. Like with storyboards, because Dan was coming from a storyboard background, uh, storyboarding was a huge focus of the movie. Like they were talking about how they had to do four different revisions before they even got to the final thing with um, Tom Holland and Chris Pratt voicing. Uh, yeah, yeah, because I, I was- I was looking into like there's a lot of their storyboards online you can you can check out and see the comparison yeah. between that and the final scene um but yeah this their, their script just was under constant revisions seems it seems like to be a common recurrence with uh pixar and like disney films like they're always constantly developing it as the film goes on adding scenes changing things so it's, it's interesting to see the, the process because like I didn't realize how much the script does change like that. I I, I know it mm. changes in general because it always does, but like to the fact that you're adding scenes, you're changing things. It's much like uh, Ghibli movies where <laughs> they're, they're literally making it up as they go along with a lot of their <laughs> films. Um, but but yeah, like the, but they they kept the core like message, which which is always good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And the core message of this movie was, you know, uh, thinking about what you have and appreciating what you have. Because I liked how they did it with, you know, the whole film is about um, having one final day with their dad. And then the reality of it is you can't have your dad back or like, you know, something that you lost back. Um, so I think that was a really powerful way that's rooted in reality to say, that kind of thing um and yeah it was just really it was really great and really powerful yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there's there's something i really enjoyed when like looking at the behind the scenes of the film which mm -hmm. like which i didn't really think of until now but like it's such a smart way of like seeing the world you're creating within an animated movie is that they use a uh, VR set design to like really see the world. I don't know if you saw this. No, but, I didn't see this. But like they, um, 
the two guys who run it, the software engineers, Joss and Stefan, like they build, they put, make the scenes, like the scene setups, and then have a room where they put a VR headset on and they can see the world from the size of their characters and see like what works, what would be scary, or how to frame things. Like they have a whole area in the Pixar Studios where they literally just go into a VR space to see the scenes. Like specifically, um, one of the scenes you saw was the um, the dragon scene at the end, uh, yeah. seeing what the dragon will look like, um, seeing the scenes, like how where they're gonna go, how big they are. It's, it's such a creative because then anyone can go in and just get a taste for the world. Like. It's crazy that you can do that with this technology now. It's nice to see VR yeah. being used for something like that in the in the industry. Yeah, that's a whole nother level of tech. Like, that's <laughs> incredible. Yeah, and like following on from that, like you know the bridge scene in the middle where he has to walk across the um, the yeah. ravine. Um, mm-hmm. They got the staff for that um, and built a built the like a pathway with the VR headset on so like it's invisible so it looks like you're walking off into nothing but then they built that up in real life so it's you're, walk, you're stepping onto something like in real life so it's mimicking you walking across like a little bridge over the oh, ravine awesome. so they know how the characters are feeling and how terrifying it is mm. in this scenario like it's so it's so smart like I like I can't believe I never thought about this before like yeah like yeah It'd be interesting to see, like, if other studios do that, like, if they had the budget has. Um, I imagine they would if they're as big as Pixar, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just such a, a thing I wasn't expecting, you know? Yeah. Not- well, even, like, I was looking into cameras as well and, like, how long that they would last on Ian, for example, and to build him more as like a stable character, they held the camera down on him longer than Barley, and mm-hmm. they had more sporadic movements for Barley. So even like subconsciously when you're watching it, you're getting a vibe for the character and you're not even thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. There's so much thought that goes into the to the world of the characters. Like uh, them, like the staff, like designing all the... Uh, all the creatures are in the world, everyone, like, all the concept artists, like, <laughs> coming up with all these magnificent creatures and then figuring out how they would walk in the world, how they would, like, compose themselves, you know, like, would <laughs> would a uh, half-man, half-horse wear, uh, wear pants, you know? <laughs> it's it's, it's the stuff like this that you don't really think of, but everything has a, someone, like, looking into it. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And like it's nice to see like when you dig into the behind the scenes of stuff like these people and how passionate they are about these 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 things they're doing. It's great. Yeah, well even like the production designer Noah Killer Check, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah. Um he was talking about how with the worlds, making sure that they the characters fit with the backgrounds, they had they created this ratio of you know, 70% of it was familiar land and then 30% was fantasy. And mm. so everything looked like they fitted. And it was just like really cool to see that. And then in works by artists like Chris Sazaki and Mary Yu and Grant Alexander, um, it was 
it was really powerful stuff just to see how it all came together at just from that rule and like I think Dan spoke about it in um, the inside Pixar show um, how his town was based on the town he grew up in and then mm. adding a bit of fantasy and I love the mushrooms the, the, so the world is something I I do I do love about the film yeah the way uh, it's just like an urban fantasy film yeah. how, like like and how they they move the specific areas you usually see in a fantasy film like the swamp and the, the mountains and move them into this new kind of world they created like the swamp is pretty much the, the petrol station in the film mm-hmm. like you mm-hmm. get the vibe with the mist and the just the whole vibe of the scene is built around these classic fantasy tropes which which you love but then they flip it on its head yeah it also felt very rooted in D land oh for sure <laughs> i mean they have d they pretty much have D in the in the film yeah like when you went into the manticore's tavern that was so crazy like i was seeing like pre-production designs for that before they had really figured it out and it was very fantastical when they started um and it was like rooted in the woods and everything you go, you, sh- you guys should check it out but now it's like a more like a restaurant and i just really love the thought that went into that to make it more modern um yeah i think it was really thoughtful hmm. i mean like something that i saw which i thought was tough like when you're creating a film or creating a show and you like you have a bunch of characters you want to have in it you don't know what to cut out and stuff like that what i what i Mm. saw which i like 100 percent like agree with they had a character female character that they met in that tavern he was a big part of the story she was like an energetic fighter who like helped the boys along their journey but eventually they realized they didn't really need her character didn't benefit or like add anything to the story and she was just in there because they liked the character and the creator of the character decided to cut her i think it was the creator i'm not sure she she was a big fan of the character anyway yeah they cut her and split the kind of like personalities and stuff to develop to the, the mom and the manticore and mm-hmm. like because they cut that character this like once big character and gave the role to to other like it really helped give more like bulk and more personality mm-hmm. to the rest of the film and I think that that's such a tough thing to do and it's and yeah. it's good to I'm glad they added that in because it's good to see that that kind of side of things the hard stuff because like it's really not easy to cut a character you like so much or to cut anything from a story and to see them just be like okay alright this character needs to go unfortunately yeah was, yeah was it's nice a classic killing your darlings yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I think that was, the, you know, the benefit of having a huge team like Pixar was um, they can all bounce off each other and go, is this really contributing to the story? And it's like that classic story is king. So anything that, like, it would be really hard, but I think in the end it just worked out way better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that process, just when you're creating ideas and working through it for those five years... I think that would be so difficult initially to cut things, especially when you get attached over years. Very true. Yeah, yeah. 
But I just I like wanted to talk about the ideas behind the film as well, uh, because I think it was really cool to see just based on post-it notes, you know, writing ideas, asking confronting questions. Who am I? Uh, what do I want to make a film about? What can I bring to a film? I think those are really confronting questions that need to be asked. Um, and it created this strong film because of it. Uh, Dan was talking about in the short uh, that Pixar made inside Pixar. Um, about we're, we're just plugging this series, to be honest. <laughs> we're just plugging, plugging. We can edit this out. <laughs> Disney Plus, go get it. No, I'm kidding. Cut that out. <laughs> um, yeah, just coming up with the ideas uh, and writing everything you can. And then, uh, and then being confronted by two of those post-it notes, the ones that he was most terrified of, and that created the story. I think was really strong and vulnerable as well, and shows us like just a strength in that vulnerability and being real. Um, and I, I think, like with any film, finding something that terrifies you is a great motivator and just very confronting. Like I cannot imagine it like I did something for my grad film but it was not on the same level as this obviously um I mean I mean we both we both did something like this both for our grad films we both dealt yeah with, both Lots. dealt with death and like so we both kind of know not to the extent of a feature but we both know how to write with grief in mind um yeah and it's it's not an easy thing to do and have an emotional impact it didn't help we were writing it based in animated shorts, um, which yeah. <laughs> is, adds an extra level of like difficulty. But the emotional impact is something we've both looked into and it's a very commendable thing to write for and get it right. Yeah, it would be, I, I found it with my grad screening so confronting to watch people watch my story on a screen. Yeah. Even if it was through animated characters, like I'm sure Dan found it as well even though those characters you can't exactly relate him to his character and his brother to his character um but just having people see you the like almost the worst part of you or the part that you hide Hmm. uh, is really confronting and yeah so it's commendable and admirable that he must be like a very open open guy because that's a very vulnerable era to be in to be able to openly show yourself to your colleagues to the world like that you know yeah i don't think he was initially he definitely had to become it though yeah i yeah, think he sure. put himself he didn't have a choice <laughs> by accident yeah and he's like oh shit this is what terrifies me i gotta do this now and yeah. like the like we haven't even talked about how the whole script was inspired by a moment where he got this tape from his dad and he didn't know his dad at all his dad died at one or something like that. Was he one when he died? Is that right? All around that. Around that time. I think so. Um, and he, his family sent him this tape with his dad's voice, so he never knew his dad. Um, and his voice on this tape inspired a scene in Onward, inspired um, the idea of Onward. And I think that was really cool to see as well, how it just a small, tiny moment, like as well as the longing to know a dad was really epic and strong in this. So there's so many different elements in this film. It's not just a grief story. There's all these things. And I think he hit just all those beats with a lot of truth. 
Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Like, I I found... um, Yeah, like, I found the biggest thing that hit home for me, just based on personal experience, was, you know, when you lose a parent, all you want to do is... Well, like, all you want to think about is... Maybe not want. All you think about is... (laughs) goodbyes and how you left it in that final second and also what would you do if you could say anything or do anything if you had them back again um and i I was reflecting on the other day and i think that it's just simple in most cases it's just wanting to say i miss you i love you and then hug the person and i i think that was really real in this uh, and that's why it came through so strongly was it related to that common wish all right should yeah. we get into our final thoughts for the um, yes. for the film yes all right so what did you, what do you well we, we've we've spoken about this quite a lot <laughs> I, I can tell this is a very personal film for you which is always good to see um, mm-hmm. I love it when films have a like have that extra step and really attach themselves to someone because you know the film's done a good job um but let me hear it let me hear what you what you think i think everyone that hasn't seen this go see this uh pixar is making some great films at the moment that really hit home Mm -hmm. that everybody can relate to and find a bit of themselves in um and i think that's really a testament to itself uh and just i mean personally for me um this does feel like a more more kids oriented film compared to the compared to pixar's other work um Mm. but it does hit home with the core message and with the the look and style of the film it's fantastic um i'm personally suffering what's from what's called chris pratt fatigue it's because I've seen too many films <laughs> with Chris Pratt in it, so it did that, feel like Marvel 2.0 or a yeah, movie like I've, I've seen Chris Pratt in so many, so much stuff nowadays that I'm just I need to have a break from him. I'm sorry, Chris. Like you're great, but like I need I need a timeout. So that probably doesn't it probably skews my opinion a little bit, but like this is definitely a family family film. Like grab your kids, grab a bottle of wine. Don't give it to the kids. <laughs> Grab um, a bottle of wine <laughs> and <laughs> tissues. Tissue. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. I do I do say check it's it out. It's a great movie. Yeah, yeah. And you'll you just love it. And it's just well put together, well thought out. There's a great crew behind it. Great director, great story. All good things. <laughs> All right. So that's the end of the, uh, the concept cafe. I hope you all enjoyed listening um to our to our <laughs> thoughts and rambles on onward um i think i've been i've learned something today i don't know about you sam i definitely <laughs> have <laughs> yeah yeah what well, what have you so, learned what have you learned what oh wow well, put me on let the me spot hear line. let me hear what you've learned what have i learned well i learned a lot about the composer side of things i didn't know that they had experienced the same story I think that's really cool and the behind the scenes generally um and i just really liked hearing your thoughts because i, I just like i felt you know very biased so <laughs> it's interesting to hear it from your side like i i feel like i'm looking at it 
in a filter kind of thing, which mm-hmm. I can't control. But yeah, so yeah, I, I think there's just so much that went into this. And so it's really interesting to break it down and yeah. see what it's all about and see what you bring to it too. Because obviously we did different research and different things that interest us and then bringing that together into a conversation is really interesting. Yeah, it really gets your your head like into verbal nonsense, like where you yeah. can like you can you can spew those things onto the other person, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah, which is is yeah. better than just keeping it in your head because you never really do discuss films after you watch them with people. It's just nice to hear what what you think, hear more about the behind the scenes and people's personal experiences. Yeah. I'm looking yeah. forward to and next week's film where we discuss discuss more stuff. Yeah. But I think it's also great um, just like going off onward is talking through the vulnerability of the film but also being vulnerable as well because it's really difficult uh, and confronting so it's nice to carry that on from the film. Yeah. (laughs) Well sweet. Well thank you for watching. This has been episode two of the Concept Cafe. Let us know what you think. Um, Send us a message. I don't know. Comment, rate five stars, <laughs> like, whatever, subscribe, whatever you give us do the premium online. Experience. Um, yeah, but thank you for watching, uh, watching, listening, and watching, depending on where you work, because it's on YouTube as well. Um, thank you. And stay tuned for the next episode. Sam, where can they find you? Instagram is Sammy Zaleski Art, and that's pretty much on every social media you can imagine. And Alex. You can find me at Alex Harvey underscore 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 <laughs> at oh most. God. Yeah, I have a lot of underscores in my name, but because Alex Harvey is a very common name, <laughs> so it was taken. Yeah, every like every every version of my name is taken. <laughs> that sucks. Zaleski is never taken. <laughs> oh really? That's surprising. You know, not more people called that. All right. <laughs> right. See you next time. See you next time. Bye.